Hello and welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, mate, how's it going? Yeah, going good. Going good. Can't complain. Good. Good, 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 yeah. good, good. Still reading those uh, shit towns of uh, Australia posts. <laughs> Mainly just because I want to see them write the word gronk. Gronk. Yeah, they're, they're fucking hilarious, those things. Have you seen there's a new one, um, a new page called Mount Gambia Tinks? <laughs> I have seen that briefly pop up. That's gold. I mean, that that's very niche for anyone listening. You have to have grown up in Mount Gambier or the southeast. But well, it led to a gold. led to a discussion the other day between you, Mark, and I uh, about, about Manny's. About <laughs> the direction you drive on a Manny. So for those who, it's probably more of a country town thing. It's a country town thing because I know Rachel and that used to do it in Mildura. Yeah, and I think we did it in um, uh, Hamilton. Couldn't really do it in Benigo. The town's weirdly laid out, plus it's a shithole. Um, but, like, they would – it's essentially as soon as you have your licence and you have a car and you have a sound system in it, you – and you – well, generally four other mates because you fit as many people in as you can legally. Because of petty money. That's yeah, the only exactly. You need petty money. Exactly. Um, but you would drive up and down blaring music as loudly as humanly possible. Um, down the main street. Down the main street of your small country town. Mm. And fuck, it was like good memories doing it though. Great memories. But it led to it like you linked something to us and just like, is this the perfect route for? Yeah, they, they put up the, well, for them it was, this is the route, yeah. discuss. And, we're just and like, I was like, oh. that's not the way I'd go, you're oh. used to. God, no. It was like we, we both were all the same. But then we both had different directions that we would take. But then I would, I was always one that would like to take the longer route. I would almost go down to the Mitre 10 at, yeah. the, uh, at the roundabout there then go down to the pub that's near the um, uh, showgrounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, go down to the southeastern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just get, the, get your valleys worth of your mani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, – And yeah. then sometimes you'd go like up Panola Road around the yeah. lake, sometimes down to the valley lake back up. Yeah, yeah, until they started closing the gate to get to the Valley Lake because people were going down there and doing things. Yep. <laughs> doing Mount Gambia things. <laughs> doing Mount Gambia things. Um, but, yeah, uh, but I suppose some of the music that we were listening to uh, back Segway. then. What a segue. Perfect. Uh, is something that we're just going to discuss today, which is new metal. New metal. Yeah. Get it up, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that would have been said at some point. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. um, but it is such an important genre for both of us, really. It is. It is. Um, it is. I think first of all, we need to define new mm. metal just so people understand what we're talking about. Um, so, according to Wikipedia, okay, uh, new metal is a shub shub. New metal is a sub genre of alternative metal that combines elements of heavy metal music with elements of other music genres such as hip hop, alternative rock. Funk, industrial, and grunge. Mm. Um, you think that's fair? I think that's a pretty apt description. Yeah. Um, I think certain bands evolved it even further past those genres. Yeah. But I think when it was in its early inception, that's the best way that um, 
those bands were defined because mm. they did, they escaped the traditional um, mold of metal and added in completely new elements. Yeah, I mean, if you try and break down the quintessential new metal sound instrumentally, I kind of came up with um, syncopated riffs over solid grooves. You know, a lot of bands also down-tuned mm. to get heavier sound. Um, I would make the argument that DJs are not essential to new metal. Oh, no, I, I would agree with that. Um, but there was a fuckload of DJs yeah. <laughs> going around there. But um, that and I think also a lack of showmanship was also. And by that, I mean no solos. You didn't have any guitar solos. You didn't have drum solos. I was going to say showmanship, not like jumping off of fucking rigs live and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah that's, you, that's just them performing. I mean, because I think can think of quite a few metal band, uh, new metal bands that have that epic performance in them. Yeah. But uh, now that you say that, yeah, I mean, it's all. I mean, look at Wes Bourne. Yeah. He dresses like a fucking futuristic m- m- robot maid all the yeah. fucking time, but he's. He's not doing solos. No. He's just playing syncopated riffs. Yeah. Big fucking ballsy riffs. Yeah. And dancing like a moron. Yeah. And then would like, you know, to those riffs every when he was doing it live, there might be a little special lick in it or something like that. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's leads. You know, yeah. they'll play lead and shit. But, it's, but, like, but it's, it's not like stopping midway through for like a minute solo of like a no. power ballad. No, no one was trying to be Steve Vai or anything. There wasn't any fucking... There's none of that. Yeah, fuck Steve. It I. was just like fucking chunky riff, eat it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't like Steve Vai or Stevie Ray Vaughan. They can both fuck off. <laughs> um, anyway, um, it's interesting going back and having a brief look at it, like where it all kind of stemmed from. And it's interesting to kind of look back to, was it like the early 90s? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, kind of go 80s, 90s. Yeah, I mean, like it's some of the first ones where they first kind of noticed it would have been early 90s, like 92, 94, is we're just having a brief look at it. Obviously, didn't go too deep into it, but like that's when Corn and Rage Against the Machine started to appear a little bit on the scene. Mm. And they weren't playing to huge crowds, but like that's when you started to see this different type of metal. Yeah, well, here's the thing which you've just said. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, although he's now seen as a new metal band, yeah. was never a new metal band. They came before the new metal movement. Yes. Um, well, like they, they, their first album came out in 92. 92, I think. Yep. And Corn came out in 94. Ooh. Yeah. So a lot of people credit Corn's debut as the birth of it. The birth of it. POD actually brought out their f- debut album the same year, but before him. So some people claim it's P.O.D., but it's corn. It's, it's corn. I mean, it's like corn. I, I P.O.D. Love, I, I P.O.D. Like are definitely fucking close. Because yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, you can't I mean, you can't I, deny that. No, I mean I I love P.O.D., but no. When you kind of think of the grandfathers of mm. new metal, it's corn. And I kind of see what you're saying about rage. I mean, I mean, I'm. They they have a lot of the new metal. Elements mm. happening for them, but um, yeah, they're kind of more credited to being uh, 
a band that influenced the like of Corn and POD mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of the bands, well, just some of the bands that, of the rock and metal bands that you can include in that with Rage Against the Machine is Faith No More, mm-hmm. Anthrax, Chili Peppers, Nine Inch Nails, Suicidal Tendencies, Primus, Biohazard, Ministry. Yeah. All of those came before new metal, but you look at them, you know. I mean, out of all the ones you listed there, I'd probably lean more towards ministry. Yeah. See, I'd lean towards Faith No More. Yeah, I could see that. I could see the argument for that. But um, all of them came before, quote unquote, new metal. Yeah. Um, and they've all got elements of mm. what makes up new metal, you know, whether it be the hip hop influence, whether it's the grooved bass songs. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the, you know, even some of the industrial sounds, which kind of goes back to what I was saying about DJs. A lot of those DJs weren't just playing beats and samples. Mm-hmm. You know, they were playing keys as well. And yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, bands that were kind of in the mould before it kind of all blew up and became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So where or... How do, where or how do you discover this particular subgenre? Um, I'd have to say it was through my friend Daniel. Um, his older brothers were the ones who mm. was right into metal and stuff. And we kind of used to just go into their room and steal their cassettes and listen <laughs> to their shit. So I remember he. He introduced me to corn and um yeah, he introduced me to corn, but simultaneously I had another friend at school named Mark who got um Limp Biscuits, three dollar bill your and mm. Family Values ninety eight. Yeah. The VHS, which was fucking insane because <laughs> it was R rated, which here in Australia means eighteen plus and we were eleven. <laughs> if my maths is right, uh, no, 10. Yeah, 10. I was 10. Um, yeah. So we were two 10-year-olds <laughs> with a fucking R-rated VHS. But, um, yeah, which that then introduced me to Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Um, which we all know went on to massive things. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was actually probably – the first exposure I really got to it was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 because oh. certain bands um, were on there playing it and I was like, I really like this sound. I really, you know, I think there was the Power Man 5000 uh, track on there when a Worlds Collide. Mm-hmm. There was the Anthrax Public Enemy Bring the Noise mm-hmm. remix. Um, obviously Rage were on there. Um but I was just like, I really like this sound. And then furtherly came probably about a year or so later when watching Channel V, watching System of a Down appear, watching POD mm-hmm. and going, ah, this yeah. is a really cool metal sound. I think I can get into this. Because yeah. like I've said, I, with growing up in my family, I didn't, wasn't a huge, a lot of, huge amount of music around. Yeah. So I kind of really had to force myself to discover things. And, yeah, that was probably where I first kind of listened to it all. 
Yeah. I mean, I, my, I had like all my other mates went to different primary school to what I did and they were simultaneously discovering it through whatever ventures they were. Yeah. So we would like, you know, catch up on the weekend and I was like, oh, have you heard this? Like, no, oh, have you heard this? And it's like, oh, fuck. Cool. <laughs> like, we kind of like, so I, I would credit my friend Daniel and my other friend Mark to introducing new metal to me yep. and then my wider group of friends of, you know, widening, yeah, widening the Expand, net for Expanding me. the knowledge really. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some, there was like we were kind of in and around the peak time of a lot of new metal. Yeah, that early that late '90s, early 2000s. Mm. So many amazing albums came out during that time that you know we still kind of, if if not the entire albums, but listen to tracks off of those albums for like ages. Did you instantly love it, or was it kind of did it have to grow on you? No, I I think I. Did fall in love. Well, yeah, because I instantly liked corn. Yep. And I wasn't sure if I, like, I didn't like all of corn. I don't know. I'm trying to find a word what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I did. I liked, I liked corn. Yeah. When I first heard corn. Um, but I think what I liked about it was, it was something that my mum had nothing to do with. Yeah. Like because I grew up in a household where we listened to a lot of music. No one, like my mum and my dad aren't musicians at all. They were just listening to Top 40 and mm. things that they listened to when they were kids and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, you'd listen to the radio and you'd, Mum would like a Matchbox 20 song. I would like a Matchbox 20 song, right? <laughs> but this was like my own thing where she's like, I don't want anything to do with that. Like that, Yeah, I don't get it. And I was like, I get this and she doesn't and that's cool. Like this yeah. is my kind of thing. So I think I was drawn to that. I don't think I really worked out what it was I liked about it, but mm. I knew I liked it and I knew – not that she, mum was against it. She <laughs> just didn't understand it. She was like, okay, you you have your corn. <laughs> yeah. You have whatever that is. I I've, I've, I feel it's funny, it's funny you say that. Like, So for me, around that time, you know, I was, was started to discover System of Down, Slipknot, uh, Limp Biscuit. Like I remember getting the Chocolate Starfish album um, and being around that time and listening to it. So obviously certain tracks on Chocolate Starfish you couldn't listen to, but like if mum and dad were around. But I remember like driving and listening to some of those tracks like with dad in the car and him just kind of nodding or not, but just kind of accepting it. Fast forward to, I don't know, 10 or so years later, he's driving around in the car with my youngest brother and he's right into bands like Code Orange and mm. all those really hardcore bands and him just kind of accepting it as well that that was what he liked at the time. Mm. And it was just like I kind of appreciate dad putting up with, you know, what he would have thought was shitty music. But, yeah. like, he's just, like, appreciated that that's what we liked and yeah. would support it. Yeah, well, mum got me Corn Who Then Now and VHS, mm-hmm. which was, like, their first uh, home video, I guess it was called, not yep. DVD. Um 
and it had like a making of the first two or three albums mm-hmm. um, and then like a, some live stuff and their film clips or whatever. And she used to just sit down and watch it with me. She didn't like the music at all. She thought they were fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she she didn't get the music at all. But then, you know, fast forward a few more years, she bought me the Slipknot live in London yep. DVD. Like she was like, I don't know what fuck this is. I don't know what he likes, but he likes this. Like, cool. I'll, I'll get in that. Yeah. I also think that, like you said, it was an age thing. So I think – um, another thing that new metal is, you know, another, I guess, element of new metal is the lyrics. The lyricism is 99% of the time straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Like if, if it's a song about breaking up with someone, yeah, they will say the words yeah. straight to, like straight yeah. as. Um, so I think it made it, easy to understand as well. Like you're not trying to work out what the fuck Maynard's singing about when he's singing about fucking. Third eye blind or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, this song's about breaking up. Oh, this song's about abuse. This song's about just having a shit day. Like yeah. as. As blunt as it is, it's, it, it worked. Yeah, it worked. It was easy to connect to. And also being, this is probably, which we'll probably get into a bit later. Um, one of the aspects of new metal was the bravado and machoism mm-hmm. of it. Speaking as a white male, when you hit that age of, you know, 11, 12, 13, and your testosterone starts to kick okay. in, you know, and you start to figure yourself out, but you're also fucking trying to work out all this anger you have, um, the aggression that metal in general but new metal in this instance yeah provided was like uh i found it as a healthy way mm-hmm. to get aggression out like a lot of my friends would say that i'm a pretty angry person but no. it was never i never just i never like got into fights like i was i was i always expressed my anger what I think pretty healthily. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not to say I never got into fights, but I never <laughs> was going around just punching people or doing anything. Like there was a way I could vent through these artists who had, you know, for whatever fucking reason they were angry, I could kind of connect to it yeah. and go, all right, he's, I'm going to fucking pack a chainsaw and break stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you keep going, you might break his fucking face tonight. I might do. Um, I think for uh, the timing of us growing up, I think worked perfectly that we, it resonates so well with us. Like if, if we were born, you know, maybe three or so years earlier, maybe we wouldn't have kind of connected with it because, you know, grunge was still kind of a thing. Mm. Like I know that elements of grunge came through, but like you still got your traditional medals, you've got different things that were happening at that time. So I think where we were, we don't want to say it was a golden age, but we it was of, the golden age of new metal. Yeah, for sure. We we certainly lucked into the fact that we kind of got to see so many things develop in front of us, mm. so many bands grow and you know 
blossom, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, and kind of see the, I guess, the rise and the fall of it all. Mm, I think new metal could only happen in the nineties, as well. Like I think it could only develop in it could have only developed in the nineties. Like I don't think if new metal ever never existed and someone tried to start it now, I don't think it would work. Which I've posed the argument to you off air before that 90s was the last great decade of music. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that by that was the last time there was good songs made because (laughs) that's 100% wrong. But I do believe it was the last creative boom within the music industry because almost anything went in the 90s. Yeah. Hence you pick up any, even if you pick up like, one of those ones you buy, buy uh, one of those CD compilations you buy at Roadhouses. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's like 101 hits, 101 hits of the 90s. I've got one and not not one song sounds the fucking same. Yeah. But these were all the top 40 and it ranges from grunge to boy band to fucking hip-hop. Hip-hop. Like it, it's, it was just a melting pot and – I think I think the labels also had no idea what was going to be popular. So they were like, that sounds different. That could be cool. That could be. So they were signing bands left, right and center. And you also have the, the kind of massive rise of commercialism and by the late 90s, the internet mm-hmm. adding all to this kind of arrogant undertone that new metal – doesn't always have, but no. is known to have. Yeah. Feeding into it as well. Um, so I think it was the perfect melting pot, melting pot for new metal to exist. Yeah, I think that's it's an interesting point. It goes and leads into what I wanted to talk about next about the influence and the change in society or the music industry that new metal had. And I think we're saying a melting pot. I think it kind of works in the fact that kind of gave, uh, you know, in air quotes, metalheads that would had like different ways of thinking and like different things, a chance to move forward and like modernize metal. Yeah. Because I think we'd come from an era where you had, not that it's a bad thing, but kind of like formulaic metal in the fact that you had Pantera, Metallica, Iron Maiden that have a traditional sound. Mm. Um and then you got new metal where it's like, well, you can be creative. You can add more speed to the music. You can add a DJ. You can add more variety and layers to this kind of a heavy undertone. And I think, you know, being that the 90s was such a, you know, time where there were so many different sounds happening, that kind of allowed new metal to really kind of explode the way it did. Mm. I've kind of written down in my notes, kind of the same thing yeah. pretty much. Um, I think it revitalized rock mm. and I think it gave metal, it gave, it, it brought metal back into um, commercial success but it also gave metal a shot in the arm. So for rock, you had grunge obviously, which was starting to wane and you kind of had post-grunge starting to happen. Um, new metal is not a, 
million miles away from grunge. The similarities like both grunge and new metal have pop structures. Mm-hmm. They don't fuck with the structure. It's just verse, chorus, verse. Bridge. Yep, double chorus to end. Like that's that's all it is. Um, with metal, what they've done is um, they, like you said, it was a melting pot and they kind of, metal <laughs> metalheads can be quite fickle in that like no. if you're a thrash band, you have to be a thrash band. Yep. And they kind of went, well, why don't you fucking, why don't you add Metallica and Pantera together and have faster groove songs? Yep. Um, you know, like you said at the beginning, they added a lot of different metal genres together, kept the real basic structure, made sure the groove stayed. And, you know, I think they've done a lot for metal looking back at it. Um, and what they've done also for metal is brought people people like you and I to metal. Yeah. Do I listen to new metal now? Not not a whole lot. Do I listen to metal now like any of the other subgenres? Daily. Yeah. And that's thanks to new metal. Yeah. Like it was coming back to what I said before, it was digestible. It was an easy way in to go, all right, I get the structure straight away because it sounds like a Backstreet Boys song. It's structured the same. It's groove based, so I can mm. I can find where the beat is. I can nod along. Lyrics are straight to the point. I get what the song's about. You know, it's as that might sound dumb, but it's attractive for a, a young teenager to find their way. Yeah. You know, and as new metal started to decline, that was kind of when you had emo coming through, you had screamo, you had yep. um, metalcore, you know. All that kind of started to come through at that time as well. So you kind of go, oh, yeah, I liked, you know, if I liked the angsty stuff of new metal, I could jump onto emo or screamo. If I liked the heaviest stuff, I could jump onto metalcore because they were slightly heavier. You know, you can kind of, everyone did. All my friends branched out. We all branched out different ways, you know. Um, so I think it done retrospectively, done a lot more for metal than what traditional metal head purists would give it credit for. Yeah. No, I very much agree. What were some of the, okay, two things. What were some of the cool things that you enjoyed about metal? I suppose it's the the, the uh, togetherness and what were potentially some of the shit things about new metal? Um, some of the good things. I like groove. I've always liked groove. Um, and I think new metal really promoted groove based songs. Um, you could pick out any fucking new metal band and there's, there's a groove underlying it. Um, I personally liked the direct lyricism, uh, coming from someone who listens to a lot of alternative music and a lot of, um, metaphoric (laughs) lyricism. (laughs) which I do thoroughly enjoy, um, you know, sometimes it's good to n- not think about the song. Just the song is sung to you. This is what I'm feeling. This is what the song's about. Um, you know, 
sometimes it's good and easy to listen to. Um, now here's a couple of things that I think fit in both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of cheat because. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, go, go for it. Go for it. And, you know, you can segue to the shit side. <laughs> right? You say the rest of your good things and then I'll say. Oh, no, no, no. Please, please. Uh, right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the bravado and the machoism mm-hmm. I think is a positive and a negative. Sometimes, you know, it, it's good to have that aggression. Mm-hmm. Healthy. I think the flaw or the shit side of it was that it, I mean, I'm trying to speak for other people here, which I shouldn't, but I think it would be hard for some women to get into new metal because it was very male dominated. Yes. Um, some people don't deal well with that kind of aggression shown, male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, you know, a double-edged sword. Uh, another one that I think fits in both is um, the cheesiness of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that because when I think of new metal, I don't instantly think of the cheese. I don't instantly think of the cheese. As a whole, I reckon if you asked like metalheads, mm. I think one thing they'd say is that it's cheesy. It's Simple, dumb lyrics. People dressed like fucking morons. We forget that a lot of them dressed weird. Yep. There was everyone, a lot of cheese everyone, going on. Everyone, and then like, everyone had frosted tips. Like think of a song. <laughs> they did. Think of a song like um, Fever of the Flavor, right? Yeah. That's a fucking silly song. It's a fucking very silly song. Mm-hmm. That's cheesy. Look at um, Mushroom Head. Yeah. That's just cheese. Mm-hmm. But then you can kind of flip it on the other side and go, well, what's the difference between Slipknot and Mushroom Head when you're looking at it's the cheese aspect? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I mean? And then you can also potentially throw in Hollywood Undead. Hollywood Undead. Um, yeah. So to, to me, it's good to be not serious. It's good to have just fucking dumb songs about nothing. <laughs> like that's great. But I think, it, once again, it's a double-edged sword. How do you take a band who's – how are you meant to take a serious band seriously if they're writing silly songs kind of thing? But, yeah, I, I do enjoy some of the silliness. Yeah. What are your goods? I think one of the good things about – and we've kind of touched on it. I think it, we talked about, like, the, the straightforward lyrics for a few of the songs – but I think it was good that it gave people a voice. And I think that's always one of the biggest things about music is it gives people, they're like, oh, wow, this is kind of expressing how I'm feeling. And, -hmm. like, obviously us being kind of angsty teens while we're discovering all this, it's like, well, this is is my voice. This Mm -hmm. is kind of speaking what I'm feeling. And I think that resonates with a lot of people. Mm. Um, Not to take this away from you, but just playing devil's advocate. Yep. New metal's very white. It is. So like it's it's the voice definitely yeah. the voice for you and I. But mm. how many quote unquote foreign new metal bands are there? Well I, I don't know. I'm just Yeah, I, having, I I get where you're what you're saying. You get what I'm saying? But I think 
at the end, everyone has their different struggles. Yeah. Everyone grows up differently, but I think sometimes the underlying messages are going to be the same. Yeah. I think we all kind of go through similar emotions. They may come from different things, but I think, and I think that's kind of, but I get what you're saying though. Like this, I can't yeah. think of too many, you know, African-American uh, bands just as things like, I can't think of too many, you know, Russian mm. new metal bands. Not to say obviously that there wasn't. But no, but I'm just, nothing is popping to the top of my head. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I just, it just came to mom. Yeah. Mine. Um, but I'd, I'd agree with you. Like, yes, it was a I voice th- for me. I think that's probably one of its biggest, one of its biggest wins is that it gave so many people a voice. I did feel towards the end that we kind of got flooded with a bunch of really shit ones. We're moving into the shit section now? Yeah. yeah. It definitely got oversaturated. And I think too many things got lumped into new metal that shouldn't be there. Mm. Like this is we can we can go into that. I was looking at because I'm just I was doing a refresh on like, you know, what 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 does people say that a new band, a new new metal, metal band? Kid Rock? I don't think of him as I think he is. Definitely. Time. Yeah, I, uh, I would. I, just, I don't think that. Uh, fun fact, apparently Vanilla Ice is considered new metal. Yeah, he brought out a metal album. That's probably new metal, I guess. <laughs> but he did bring out a metal album. He has a metal version of Ice Ice Baby. It's it's bad. it's actually not as bad as what you've probably just thought of. I mean, it sounds awful. Um, here's one. Well, here's oh, two. Yeah. Slipknot and System of a Down. Are they are they new metal? Is that do what you're you, gonna... Do you think they're new metal? Do you would you class them as new metal? Because at, they at the start, yes. But I think over time for certain bands, they evolve and I wouldn't necessarily now where they are put them as new metal. Well, the pinnacle of new metal is what, 2000, 2001, yeah. at that time. They both brought out Toxicity and Iowa. Would you class I love the way you say Iowa. It's fucking hilarious. Iowa, Iowa. Um, would, Iowa. Would, you, would you describe them as new metal? Yes. See, I wouldn't. More so Slipknot. I wouldn't say either for me. Well, what would you potentially class them as? System of a Down, I think, is alternative metal. I think there's – I think they've got more in line with Faith No More than they do Drowning Pool. I can see – I could see that – Side of it. And Slipknot, I don't know what I'd class them as. Not quite extreme metal, but. Crash. Yeah, to me, see, I would have said Slipknot are closer to new metal. Yeah, well, yeah. But but I think like you. I don't think I don't class them as new metal. Well, there's certain bands and that we'll mention that like I think, well, I'll mention like that I think have now moved in and because of they kind of came up through New metal, they ended up kind of semi reestablishing themselves in a different genre. Mm. Um, 
I may as well, I might as well mention them now because I'll mention them later. Mm. But both Fear Factory and Ramstein, I would think more as industrial metal. Yeah. And, but they all have their roots kind of more in new metal. Yeah. But I think, I think that's the thing. Like over time, they evolve. They do. But I don't, I think hip hop is a large chunk of new metal, which mm. is what I don't think. I don't think Fear Factory, Ramstein, Slipknot, or System have much of. And I think it's a massive component of new metal. Why? I just think I just think it is. That that's like one of the main things they added to metal was mm. rapping. Like when I think quintessential new metal, I don't think of fucking heretic anthem. Mm. I don't think of Chop Suey, even though it's yeah claimed to be an anthem of it. To me, that's just not. You, th- you think more Butterfly by Crazy Town? Yeah, I do. And I think more Papa Roach. And I think more. Yeah. You have a hard time with Crazy Town. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan to, of them. To, but to, me, I to, think... to me, that's one of the downsides is you had things like Crazy Town. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a lot of and, shit bands. And disturbed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because if you take the hip-hop out of, like if you don't say it's a main component, then then like you're not left with a lot of differences to alternative metal. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But like, uh, see, it's hard because I, I, some of the albums which I would, and I would list as like must listen to is, would be none of them really contain a huge amount of hip hop, mm. if any. Mm-hmm. I mean, not many, if any. Um, but I guess that is kind of a good segue into. You want to hear what I think? Shit. Oh yes, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, what what is shit, Simon? I was just gonna add the misogynist tone of some of the songs. Yeah. Looking back at it. But that's that's kind of that. That's not just a new metal thing. No, I, that you know, that's a probably more of an error. Like, Absolutely. Basically, even still now, we you get songs that are misogynist, but it it is something, and I think that's added with the bravado aspect of it because it wasn't ve- it wasn't very endearing to women mm-hmm. as a whole, so. It does get lumped a lot with. It was a quite misogynist. It was quite not anti-woman, but like it wasn't welcoming to women. No, I, I would argue that against that, but there is elements. No, I agree with what you're saying there. Like it's, uh, and I think that's kind of where new metal, kind of. Were anyone, any bands really kind of coming through now? Any of that, you know, your modern day new metal, mm. they are very much more for everyone. Mm. And I think that's kind of been great that they can kind of get into that stage because you, you're right, there's some fucked up things that are said, mm. 
I mean, but, you take fever of the flavor. Like that's not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but, it, it's it, it's kind of an age where we are just in general with music and TV and movies and everything. Yeah, where we have to, and like it's we're both very much on board with like the equality for everything and mm. being accepting for everyone, mm. whether you're male, female, non-binary. Mm. However, you identify yourself. You need to make things that are more acceptable. So, and the going back and like just accepting that you kind of have to accept that it was a product of the time. Yeah, is it views that we agree on? No, but we accepted what it was for then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not. It's not a critique that is just new metal. No, it. Definitely is a product of its time. But I think in the world of metal, that is seen as mm-hmm. quite a misogynistic subgenre. Um which like I said, I'd I'd mm. argue not wholeheartedly, but I would make an argument that it isn't a misogynistic subgenre. Yeah, no, I I can see the argument for both. Do you still You've mentioned it before. You kind of don't really listen to it now, but is there anything of it you still kind of listen to or is it kind of if it comes on, you're all right with it? I Well, I've spoke about how a friend of mine, Steve, and I used to make a, a compilation CD called Execution of Innocence and I've made a playlist based on that and it was all that stuff I used to listen to, which is, you know, predominantly new metal. Um. Every now and then I get the feeling of, fuck yeah, I just want to bang my head and listen to some tunes and I'll throw that on. Um, but very rarely am I going to search for for any of those bands unless there's a reason why I'm doing it, like a podcast or I don't know, I want to try and learn a drum part or something. Yeah. It's, you know, it kind of stays stays there and reminds me of that time. Yeah. I mean, I still like, – do I go out of my way to seek it? No, but, like, I've got a playlist which has, like, all of my favourite songs on it. So when it comes on, more than likely I'm going to have it play out because yeah. it's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I think the other problem with it, though, is that uh, I just listened to it so much that, like, like I've said about Slipknot or Corn, if – like I love those albums, but if it comes on, I'm like, I've, I've, I'm tired of that song. <laughs> yeah, it's not because it's a bad song; it's just like I've heard it. Yeah, I mean, like I've, and like our taste kind of evolved to the point, like you know, I'm listening to, well, I was listening to a, a Dead Mouse playlist when you came in. We we're just like artists similar to him because, like, we evolved to the point where it was like, well, we've we appreciate it for what it is, but we don't need to hear it all the time. Mm, I we think want, we want fresh. Yeah, I think that's the thing for me is that I. I want to find things that excite me, which is going to be predominantly new music. Yeah. Uh, Slipknot and that <laughs> other bands don't excite me like they used to when I first heard them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, it's Slipknot. <laughs> They're all like fucking in their 40s now. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? very much so. Um, So if you were to name three essential new metal uh, albums – now, bear in mind, we're going to go up to 
in this hypothetical scenario, going up to a person who doesn't know anything about new metal, doesn't know A to B, A to Z of it. So we're going to do give them three albums that they have to listen to. We're going to make force them to. Um, to explain what new metal is. Yeah. What would be your new metal albums that you would give to them to listen? All right. I would give them Limp Biscuits, Chocolate Starfish. Mm-hmm. I would give them Papa Roach Infest. Mm-hmm. And I'd give them Link Park Hybrid Theory. Three very good choices. Three very good choices. So my theory behind all that is all of them contain hip-hop. Mm-hmm. All of them are very simple songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them contain screaming. <laughs> yep. Um, and all of them have very direct lyrics. Yeah. I think they push all the buttons. Yep. No, Out of no. all of them, hybrid theory would be like, I think the quintessential. Yeah. Um, but I'd give those three because they're kind of they all sound different. You know, Lincoln Park's really polished. Papa Roach is kind of a bit more angsty, and yep. and Biscuits kind of somewhere in between. So, plus it's got and Fred. it's got the silly stuff in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's got Fred Durst, and you kind of have to, you know, appreciate him for what he is when he's not coming out in his grandpa suit. <laughs> he looked great in that. I loved it. He rocked it so I loved hard. Um, Bright. Uh, what are your three? I've gone corn self-titled to, mm-hmm. show, to yep. show everyone where it all started. Yep. I've got Soulfly self-titled. Oh, yeah. Good to choice. Show, good choice. To show you where you can go with a different element and that it's tribal. Yeah, kind of got that world music going on. Yep. And then I've got Mudvayne's LD50. Oh, see, I don't count. <laughs> they're one of the ones I'm like, I don't think they're new metal. See, I knew after that early discussion that you'd feel that way, but yeah. I can't. Great. Of, Fucking album. That that's the best album you've said out of all six. Like my six, my three and your three, that's the best album. Yeah, I mean, well yeah. But no, I'd agree. Like that's Oh, I know you said corn. That's no, corn. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> uh, that to me, Vane kind of have that angsty sound mm. that I associate with New Metal. Mm. They've got I know that it's a little bit more aggressive in the sound. Yeah. But it's still Fucking right in that time frame where I'm just like, yeah, this is how I see new metal. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's kind of the thing. There's like new metal has so many different elements that we kind of all see it a little bit differently, but I don't think we're all, I think we're all kind of right. Yeah. Like I don't, like if you gave them away, I wouldn't have a go at you. Yeah. Saying like, yeah. that's not fucking new. Like <laughs> just in my own brain, I'm like, they're alternative yep. prog metal. Yep. But like, once again, Along with Slipknot, along with System of Down, they're they're seen as new metal. So like, yep. who am I to argue against the majority? Exactly. <laughs> Just in my head, they're not. <laughs> yeah, no. I think, and I think that self uh, self titled. I was going back and forth about self fly, uh, whether I'd go self titled or I'd go um, uh, primitive. Primitive. Is I that, think prim- primitive is a bit, little bit more new metal, and the fact that it's like it's got. Yeah, I'm trying to work out which one I like more. <laughs> They're both great. They're Who fucking am I kidding. Under like I kind of feel like Soulfly's a tad underrated. That's because he fucking done roots with Sepultura. Like yeah. that's just a fucking <laughs> that's just a beast of a fuck. And interestingly, I would argue that that roots well, Sepultura is a new metal album. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with that. And I and, and I think it it shows the direction Soulfly was going to take. Yeah. He was just like, all right, I'm jumping fucking headfirst into this. 
Yeah. I mean, Max is a weird dude, but. Um, One massive tread. <laughs> only four, only <laughs> four, four, four strings. strings on a guitar. Because <laughs> he doesn't use the other two. Yeah, he's just like, oh, why, a, oh, fucking, why would I have them? What a fucking dude. <laughs> like, what a dude. We were discussing it uh, in between recording that I've seen Soulfly and you haven't. And the only time you've seen Max Cavalera is with Killer Be Killed. Mm. And how, how, how does he have a voice still? How does he have a voice? Yeah, it's there's, there's absolutely no technique there. It's just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. my tribe, your tribe. Uh, but a lot, a lot more rare. Like, imagine I was just saying that, but I'd smoked thirty <laughs> packs of cigarettes in one day, and just as many bongs. Get a cigarette. Um, what a dude. All right, we've discussed like so. These those six albums we're going to hand to someone. You're gonna go. You're gonna go home tonight and hand them to Rachel and say you need to listen to these. <laughs> I reckon out sure. of all of the out of all the ones that you've given there, the only ones that she'd probably like would be Lincoln Park and Limp Biscuit. No, I don't think she'd like Limp Biscuit. I think she would. Uh, Lincoln Park, I know she does. Like yeah. she, she, I mean, it's Lincoln Park. They're like arguably, they probably had the biggest album. Yeah, I could definitely say that. Surely, surely that album sold more than. All the other new metal albums. Yeah. That, that's that at a guess. Surely yeah. Hybrid Theory and Meteora are the highest selling new quote unquote new metal albums. Yeah. And anyway. Then, and then in the middle of that it's their best album of reanimation. It, that that ha, <laughs> that have to it's a good album. I'm not yeah. I'm just not agreeing. But it is a great album. Um yes. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to think of any album that would outsell it because it kind it had, of it had proper crossover. Yeah, like Limp Biscuit entered the zeitgeist, and so did Corn, but not to the degree fucking Lincoln Park did. It was probably the most female friendly. It was the most simple and digestible yeah. out of every single band we've we've you know mentioned. Yeah. You know, there's no swearing. It's straight emotion, emotion, and fucking easy tunes. Easy tunes. It was so pot. Like even Hybrid Theory as a fucking debut, it sounded that polished. Like it's amazing. Like Limp Bizkit are fucking well polished, but you listen to Three Dollar Bill, y'all. Oh, that thing is dirty. That's, yeah, I, I love I love that album for how dirty. It yeah, is. and even if you look at like. Mudvayne is fairly polished when you compare LD50 to Sleep Not Self-Titled, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That still sounds like fucking like it was recorded in a garage compared <laughs> to Hybrid Theory. Hybrid Theory was just so clean. It was yeah. made for fucking mainstream radio, mm-hmm. but it was new metal, yep. like through and through. Yep. Now, do you have three personal favorite new metal <sighs> albums? I know this is hard. I'm going to pick three. I'm going to change it because it's too hard. <laughs> I'm going to pick three that are probably lesser known, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Yeah. Um, this one I'm guessing you've got is um, the War of Art, American yeah. Head Charge. I didn't. I didn't select that in mind because I'm like, I'm sure Simon will select yeah, that. It's fucking gold. And I'm spewing that I discovered it after my yeah. new metal stage. Yeah. That's how good it was. I kind of got past new metal. And then, yeah, I think our friend Tom, Tom 
introduced both of us to it and it was like, this is sick. Why the fuck did I never hear, hear of it fucking six it, years ago at that point? That, that that album is just quintessentially amazing and the amount of hours we pumped into listening to that album. Yeah. Um, another one is from a band called Element 80 and it's their self-titled mm-hmm. Element 80. Mm-hmm. Um, bit more on the heavier side, bit more um, angsty, I guess. There's a lot of angst in new metal. Um, trying to think, trying to think, kind of who they're similar like, similar like, <laughs> who they're similar to. Um, bit hard to to kind of say, but um, some of the songs is uh, scars, broken promises. Them two stand out to me. Um, not on Spotify, fucking annoyingly. <laughs> Their other album is. Um, what are they like? I can't even really. Do you have another new metal band? This one isn't one of my albums, but there's a band, a new metal band called 40 Below Summer. That was similar to that. I've uh, never heard of them. No. Um, <laughs> they're, 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 they're pretty good as well, 40 Below Summer. Um, and just to fucking throw one in the mix, I'm going to pick an Adelaide band. Because when you think new metal, you don't think Australia, do you? Name mm. name one. Oh, I've got one. Yeah, um, that's probably I won't say it. Yeah. Um, so title from Adelaide. Ah uh, yes. Uh, yes. If you can find their EP, Ultraviolet, um, fucking phenomenal EP. Um, their thing was they used to dress in white and wear white paint, and would play under UV lights. So they'd mm-hmm. just glow. Um, yeah, just fucking great riffs. I think one of their songs was actually used in an Ibanez ad. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, they had riffs. Yeah. Their drummer, fuck, I can't think of who he's gone on to play for. But fucking phenomenal drummer. Singer was a great rapper, mm-hmm. great screamer. Um. We saw him play in Mount Gambier at the old jail, which is as big as this room we're in. Yeah. Um, just no one knew him, but me and my mates knew him through Big Day Out. We just so happened to see him at Big Day Out and went there and they were fucking going off and it was sick. And then they'd done a cover of Power and the Passion. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend drunkenly got up and the, the singer's like, oh, fuck yeah, like here, have the mic. And he didn't know any of the fucking words. And just kept singing the words of power and the passion through just every part of the song. Ruined it, but it was fucking gold. They loved it because we were drunk and having a good time. But <laughs> yeah, appreciating them. Yeah. So there's an there's an Australian one. Yep. Uh, relatively unknown. Yep. Uh right. Three of mine. Uh two of which have mentioned and potentially have moved on from where they started, but Fear Factory, Fear Factory's Digimortal. Fucking good amazing name. album. Yep, good album. Um, so many fun elements to that song. That um, you got obviously the standout track, the um, Invisible Wounds, Dark Bodies. I've got Back the Fuck Up. Um, it's just Lynchpin. Lynchpin's in there. Oh, um. And I just fucking I I love so many things about Fear Factory. 
like the drumming, the, the heaviness of it all. Yeah. Um, like I said, potentially become more into that industrial genre with like their later albums. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I got into Fear Factory through Digimortal. Yeah. And then like I was contemplating putting Archetype as as a fucking amazing album, but I yeah. think that's Lynchpin was probably, uh, sorry, Digimortal's probably when they were still new metal-ish. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd argue Digimortal's more new metal yeah. than Archetype. Yep. Um. Next one is Ramstein. Ramstein. With uh, Rise Rise. Yeah. Again, this is probably maybe where they're now more industrial, mm. but that album, start to finish, is their best album. Mm. It's fucking jammed back full of amazing tracks. Like you've got Loss, you've got um, Kind of Lust, uh, Moscow, America, just fucking... <laughs> We're all yeah. living in America. It's wunderbar. But it's just fucking awesome. Yep. And like right at the end, you've got some like power ballads and shit. But like it's just awesome and it's probably ramps on at their apex. Yeah. Um, but even the stuff before that, where they came from, was just awesome. Um, and then Superhost with yeah. the prize recruit. Um, like unfortunately, they're two albums that they released aren't on Spotify, but they've got like a best of. Yeah, that's got all the hits. Yeah, but like going back and I was just looking at the track listings from that album, it it was probably one of the earliest, earliest introductions I had to new metal because I discovered Bullet on a Planet X CD, compilation CD. And I'm like, these guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to more of this. And then got that album and it's just full of awesome tracks from start to finish. Yeah. And it's kind of like that DJ sound to it, like where they started to introduce some sound effects and stuff. Um, he kind of sings in kind of a rapish tone. Yeah. Um, but kind of a little spoken word, wordish, but like it screams it, fucking just goes for it. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I... Fucking loved. Um, was it remote controlled identity? Yeah, is that what it's called? Um, the song of that liberate. Yeah, I fucking loved liberate. That was that song was so sick. Um, so an interesting thing about Super Heist was they used to be an extreme metal band, and um, D.W. Norton, the main guy behind Super Heist, saw the rise of new metal, and he was like, "We're we're jumping on board with that." So he wrote a bunch of new metal songs. I don't know if he formed a band around it or if he convinced everyone else to jump on board with his idea, but he's like, we're, we're now a new metal band. Yep. And then like instantly became a hit in Australia. Um, then they, I don't know if they signed a label here or not, but they um, went and done a showcase tour in America where they fly you in, you play a couple of shows just to fucking label heads, people in suits. Yeah, and then you fuck off back to Australia. So they'd done that, and they had um, like all the major record labels and clamoring to fucking sign them. Apparently, they had a deal, which was the biggest deal offered to an Australian band since Silverchair. Huh. Um, you know, like international, yeah, yeah, publishing and shit. And then um, September 11 happened. And the deal was pulled because that's what every single label done. Yep. And then, yeah, 
they kind of like continued on their way in Australia, had yeah. obviously success in Australia because this was before remote controlled identity and that, yeah. I believe. But um, yeah, you know, just Same. it's amazing how many different bands that happened to. Like mm-hmm. she had fucking. But yeah. But that is, that is new metal. That is kind of what we loved. We still do. We still yeah. have emotions with it. Yeah. And it's just fun to re- kind of talk about the growth that it had. One last one. What do you think the quintessential new metal song is? Singular song. Put you on the spot. Fuck. Um, it's all right. The longer you take to think, the more time <laughs> I've got to think of one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny you say that because I was kind of thinking of Shoots and Letters by Corn, But then I was also. <laughs> wow, my head didn't go there. But then I was also thinking of Blind by Corn. Um that first album is amazing. Um, in the end, that's a good. That's a good shout. That album defined so much, but Roland. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's that's break stuff. Uh, I'd I'd lean more to Roland or in the end. Bodies by Drowning Pool. Yeah. That's, that was huge. That was huge. huge. Um, whether we like to admit it or not, down with the sickness. Mm. Well, I mean, we, we both are not mm. disturbed fans. No. <laughs> oh, that's, a big, that's a big question. That should have been asked earlier. Yeah. If I had more time to fucking think about it. I mean, you... I guess you can make an argument for like last resort. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty big. That was pretty big. And it's but, simple. But like, yeah. I mean, you could also go like um, boom, POD. Yeah. That's kind of got everything. I would have said Alive by POD if I was picking a POD song, but. Alive's got a lot. I'm just thinking, like, Boom's got that, like, real bravado. Boom, boom. The boom, radio, now, voice from the sound. All those click, click, boom. <laughs> There's a lot of boom songs happening back yeah. then, apparently. Um, just because I fucking love the song right now by Corn. You all want a single. <laughs> you all want a single, say, fuck that. That's kind of got that, everything. I mean, it's not, that. obviously, it's not Corn's best song or anything. I was actually literally just listening to that today. I'm just thinking, like, Queen Essential, like, if you were, if you only had. Like we gave three albums, so if we only had to give a song, that's what I was kind of thinking. The quintessential. I'd have to go with either crawling or in the end. Something off of that Lincoln Park. Yeah, I reckon maybe in the end or rolling. Maybe cut such a good song. Yeah, in the end doesn't have any. I kind of screaming. Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of songs there for you, <laughs> for you to crawl through. Exactly. Exactly. Well. That was terrible. Why don't you <laughs> why don't you let us know what you think? Yes. Let us know what you think is the your three essential new metal albums and what is the quintessential new metal song. Mm. As something just breaks in the skip outside. <laughs> um in the fun story, in the middle of all that, somebody that's completely non-new metal just followed me on Twitter. Oh. Shelby Mary just following me. I'm, I'm in a happy mood now. Anyway, um, 
Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can check us out at facebook.com slash ultra of noise. Check out Simon's band at facebook.com slash the unset. Very much not new metal. No. Eh, no. Um, <laughs> then you can check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash maddogwilesy. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We will be back hopefully next week with another episode. In the meantime, stay safe and we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.